Welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor, joining me in the studio, your co-host, and a personal financial advisor extraordinaire, Miss <laughs> Alyssa Young. Wow, thanks for that introduction. Uh, Good morning. Yeah, you've earned that. You've <laughs> earned that. Are we talking about your big day or not really? Uh, are you going to be okay? Are you going to stress out about this? No, I'm okay. You can Can we, can talk, we can talk? You can talk about it if you want. I don't need to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alyssa has a birthday tomorrow. So if you want to send her a uh, birthday wish, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. You can also send questions there Yes, as well. It's not just the birthday hotline (laughs) or Facebook. You're on Facebook. I am, and LinkedIn and uh, Gosh, Instagram, and social, Twitter, social media queen. <laughs> you are the. You're on Twitter. I am. All right, we're gonna have to talk. I about don't that. use it that much, but uh, I'm on good. I, a, I use it to monitor certain things. It's helpful for certain things. What are you CIA? What are you? What, uh, come uh-huh. on. Mm, you okay. don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that <clears throat> kind of went awkward really fast. <laughs> so happy almost birthday. Thank you. And uh, if you are a loyal listener, you know that Alyssa is our co-host and financial advisor extraordinaire with uh, More Than Money, our MTM Financial Group, in our world headquarters between Bethlehem and Nazareth. And Goodness, I guess since the team, Diane and her team, have been up in the Hills office for uh, several weeks now. I guess two weeks. I guess we can uh, share with our audience that uh, we have used the term world headquarters mm, accurately, a little loosely, but accurately (laughs) for decades. And uh, now it has a special meeting because we have opened a second office. Right. So yeah. we have our More Than Money World Headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. And we have uh, in the hills of the Poconos, we have our new office. Um, let's see if we're in the Holy Lands down here. They're uh, between Sodom and Gomorrah, I think. <laughs> it's, it's a little town, Sciota, between Sodom and Gomorrah. That's probably wrong. That's a mouthful. Yeah, let's, I'll work on that. Okay. I'll work on that. So our tax team, uh, Diane... If that is her real name, uh, Stephanie, uh, Sue, on multiple occasions, Megan, and I know that Chad has uh, had some meetings up there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an office that's uh, just um, a short distance from our home in Sciota and just off of Route 22, or off of Route 20, 209, off of 209 mm-hmm. and off of Route 33. Very easily, very convenient. So if, if you are listening for, from our northern tier, um, or if you're listening on iHeartMedia and you are in the uh, northern reaches, reaches, we can now save you a little bit of commute time if you wish. Right. Um, and, of course, our uh, tax team, as we announced last week, we have put tax questions, unless you want to suffer through Alyssa and Jean answering tax questions, mm-hmm. which is just roll the dice. That's a roll of it dice. It could be fun. <laughs> could fun or tragic. Tragic. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you say you lost your house. Yeah, I got bad tax advice. It, it's, we, neither of us are tax experts. No. I can assure you, if you want to take the risk, that's on you. We know uh, some stuff. Some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> IRAs sometimes are tax deductible. I'm done. That's, I'm kinda, <laughs> I've kinda, actually, I think I may have exceeded my limit right no. there. Uh, so bottom line is uh, uh, we are very excited to be growing 
indeed, as our loyal um, uh, listeners know, uh, our audience knows, and and many of our all of our clients know. Uh, we expanded uh, our More Than Money World Headquarters about three years ago. Might even be four now. We took over the entire building, so that expanded. We needed that desperately, and now we've expanded to a new office. And it's all because we're just trying to serve you at higher and higher levels, more and more of you at higher and higher levels. We've added some wonderful folks, Alyssa included. Thanks. And a year those, ago. And uh, Greg... Three years ago. Yes. And Chad, two years ago. Yes. So, uh, gosh, I wonder who we're going to bring on board this year. Hmm. It's very exciting to think about. It's very exciting. So, and you know lots of really good people. Sure, yeah. So keep your eyes open and keep your ears open. Okay. We usually recruit at church. That's where we yeah. usually go. But that's Seems a, to be the recent trend. It is, a, and it's an excellent trend. Hmm. It's an excellent trend. So, um, goodness, welcome to More Than Money. And if you are a loyal listener, then you know you've got three different ways that you may join us this morning. I will give you all three here momentarily. If you have a question, a, an observation, a concern, and if you don't have a concern, I'm wondering if you've either turned off all of your news feeds or you're really not paying attention because <laughs> there's a lot out there going on. Although this week, this week in the markets, we seem to have had uh, a bit of a, uh, a corner that we turned. We'll talk about that here in a bit. Uh, traditional, you may go old school, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. You may send us emails, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. You see the theme there. That kind of works. Uh, or you can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. And if you have access to Internet, whether it's on your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, your workstation, you've got access to crystal clear signal through the miracles of modern technology and iHeartMedia. All you have to do is get to our website. You hit the Listen Live button, which magically appears every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock and disappears at 10 o'clock, uh, covering our show indeed. Uh, you can listen wherever you have access, coast to coast, north and south. So we are literally a national radio state or national radio uh, network show. And um, if you have a question, you hit the Ask Gene button. It comes right directly to our email, which, ooh, goodness. Well, I'm, we're just really happy our emails are working because yeah. we've had some, uh, with the freeze overnight, I think it in, it got into our Ethernet. You think that's what it is? I think it is. I think because, you know, you have that <laughs> token ring and you want to make sure that spins. And I think they got some water in there and it uh, froze up. And so it's... my garage door froze shut overnight <laughs> and the Ethernet also froze it's shut. It's the token ring. It's, I'm fairly certain. I don't know certain. what you're talking about. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I do know there was a server migration last night that maybe has something more to do with it. But our email does work and we're just grateful for that. Well, and the server migration was easily observed because if you live anywhere near Nazareth or where our office is on Hanoverville Road, that migration, those <laughs> geese go over, what, sometimes there's thousands and thousands mm -hmm. at a time, and the snow geese are amazing. So whenever you have a migration, the technology really is effective. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's, I get that same response from my wife. <laughs> Just, uh, 
Okay. All you can do is shake your head it, sometimes. Uh, okay, <laughs> just I could, I should correct you. I won't, but I should. Oh my goodness! It's like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'm not worthy. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money We have a special guest calling in in the next uh, segment, and if you want to let folks know about that. Yeah, sure. Um, We have our senior investment advisor calling in um, about 845, uh, Mark Belsack. He's been on the show in the past. Um, Mark's going to call in so we can talk about some happenings in the market this week and put it into perspective. So if you're interested in um, maybe getting an inside um, analysis, if you will, uh, or a framework for things you might have seen or heard on the news. Um, we're going to talk about some changes in you know stock values and uh, how they've affected the market and why. So uh, yeah, Mark Belsack, eight forty five. Check that out. And we actually have a special guest next week too. And that will be Tiffany Shuda will come on on with us next week, and she's actually going to be here in the studio. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, She's wonderful. We're going to talk about reverse mortgages with Tiffany. So if that's something that you want to learn more about, if you have questions about why you would consider a reverse mortgage, if you would be eligible for one, anything you need to know about that, Tiffany can help answer. So um, tune in next week for that, and you can call with your questions. You could even, if you want to send questions in advance, um, that you would like Tiffany to answer while she's here, you could email those to me during the week um, so that we have them lined up for next week's show, or you can call live while she's here next week. That is a most excellent idea. Thanks. Yes. Uh, reverse mortgage, and we actually have a couple uh, that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks, so we can hold those. But if you have a question uh, about that, abs- oh, that's a very excellent idea. Send those to Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, and askmtm.com. And that will put you at the top of the list in terms of having uh, Tiffany answer your questions. She'll be here between uh, 9.05 and 9.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll jam in as many questions as we possibly can. Reverse mortgages are a fascinating tool. Absolutely uh, life-saving for some folks and absolutely not appropriate for other folks. And knowing the difference is really, really key. And Tiffany despite her youthful appearance, and she is a lovely, lovely girl, uh, is so experienced. She's been doing it a very long time at a very high level. She was trained by one of the very, very best people I've ever known in my life, John Chrysa. We lost him far too young. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful man, wonderful family. His wife, sweetheart, his son, just a fabulous young man. was one of the pioneers in reverse mortgages. Oh, I didn't know that. And Tiffany was his associate for many, many years um, prior to his passing and and has continued her career. We're very fortunate. You know, I'll tell you what I do know about Tiffany is that she has the highest level of care and compassion for our clients. So anytime we contact her with a question or ask her to help somebody out or to contact someone, she handles it immediately and so kindly. She she genuinely uh, cares about helping and um, everyone's well-being. And um, I think the MTM clients maybe have a special place in her heart, it seems, because she just handles, you know, handles us and our needs um, with such like priority. And I really appreciate it. So um, we're really we really are blessed to have her as a partner. 
We are indeed. We are indeed. Fits us like hand in glove. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Basak, Mike Pompey, Keith Stroll, Tiffany Shutter. Um, blessed. We are blessed. And we're blessed to be a blessing. That's right. So with mm-hmm. that, that, as in this case, our blessing is to your benefit. And all of those folks, all those folks offer you the opportunity to sit with them in our More Than Money World Headquarters and uh, have a free consultation mm-hmm. and explore these things so that you know that you're, you're getting all the great information you need before you make a decision. Making, getting all that after you've already committed yourself to something, already done something, and then find out, oof, shouldn't have done it. Yeah. That's a little sad. Yeah. Uh, good day or good week in the markets. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bumpy a couple of days, but we ended up um, positive and um, a great um, jobs report was unexpected. Right. Uh, the jobs report was unexpected on about half a dozen <laughs> different levels. Um, the January report was originally expected to be near zero or negative, mm-hmm. a contraction. As it turned out, the January jobs report was plus 477,000 jobs. Hmm. Boy, they're not very good at projecting. (laughs) Well, not only are they not very good at projecting, they're not very good at counting. And I'm not really sure that anybody should find this surprising. Um, Today is February 5th. 5th. They announced these numbers. Yesterday? Yesterday. So four days after the end of the month, the federal government announces that they have counted all the new jobs that happened last month. They don't have enough sense to come in out of the rain, let alone be able to count in an efficient and accurate way. Let me give you an example, if I may. Okay. December, the federal government reported that there were 199,000 jobs created. Yesterday, they reported, we were a little off. The actual number was 510,000 jobs. Hmm. What? Just off by a couple. Okay. Ah, these things happen. Let's not get nitpicky unless you look one more month back. November. November, they reported 249,000 jobs, a very good number. The actual number, as reported yesterday, 647,000 jobs. So they were off by an aggregate of three, 700,000 jobs. So if you think, and, and there are people who do think that financial advisors you hire a financial advisor because they're psychic. They know what's going to happen. Mm. So if the market goes down, their job is to make sure you don't go down because they're psychic. And and the folks that we encounter on occasion that believe that, we go, oh. <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> I, exactly. We would love to be psychic. We would love to have that ability. We don't. By the way, nice, nice. I like the, that's a nice look. I'm cozy. I know. And that's for you. That's really important. Yes. yes. Um, she has one our, of our MTM financial group. What do we call it? Is it's that a fleece pullover? Fleece pullover. It's not a quarter zip because it's not a zip. Right. It has snaps. Snaps. It's a it's a quarter snap. Quarter snap. I've it's never a new heard fashion that. term. It's really not. I'm 
little jealous. Um, I just have an old sweatshirt on. Um, so, um, psychic. Yeah, are there any moments that you kind of feel like you've got that psychic ability? No. No, absolutely not. No, it's a, so. Not only is there uh, no psychic ability uh, among any reputable financial advisors, the ones who are claiming, "Ooh, we have a system, and we can give you heads up in advance." Um, the term Bernie Madoff comes to mind. Uh, Anthony Diaz, while well, Bernie Madoff died in prison, Anthony Diaz is in prison. Do you see a theme there for people who think they can project? And then you look at the every economist, every major, every major announcement across the entire country, all the smartest people in the world. We're going to lose jobs in January. It's just it's inevitable. Omicron. Omicron. Oh, my God. Omicron. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they were only off by half a million jobs. <laughs> only off. Only just, yeah, just a bit. A little. And OK, so let's give them a pass because they're not psychic. Right. How about the counter? How about the bean counters? They were off by 700,000 jobs over a 60-day period. Counting the jobs. How do they still have a job? Oh, the, yes. yeah, there should have been you minus have lost one. Their jobs. Uh, minus. Uh, Your job uh, is to count. Yeah. You count is very wrong. And, and you're not really good at it. No. You know, it's, but they're hiring warehouse workers. Yeah. And you would be really good at that. Because you don't have to count anything. It's all barcoded. Everything in the warehouse <laughs> is barcoded. You're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Use the scanner the way we taught you. You're going to be just fine. Oh, my goodness. So mm-hmm. what, what is the end result? Well, I, again, not surprising. The current administration stood up yesterday, took a victory lap, and said, See, everything we're doing is really, really good. And then... Everyone with a brain said, you might want to pump your brakes on that. Because crude oil, that under the previous administration, ended that year at $38 a barrel, $39 a barrel, $92 a barrel Friday. And if you think that there's joy in Mudville where they pump oil or natural gas in America, the answer is there isn't. Uh, There should be. How about all those com- companies in America that drilled wells and now have been told that they've got to back off, they can't pump through pipelines, the regulations are through the roof, and even at $92 a barrel, they're not being rewarded. Mm. The Saudis, Saudis are being rewarded. Huh. Head scratcher. Not really. Uh, folks with a brain. Folks with a brain. 610 720 Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. Uh, we do. Uh, oh, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> An old friend. Great guy. And, uh, gosh, I just saw something on, on uh, one of the YouTube uh, posts that he's also was doing some lead singing with The Limits uh, not too long ago. My friend Rook says, it's the new math, Gene. Stop being so picky. <laughs> <laughs> new math. New it's math. common core math. Common core math. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, um, and, and, and picky. Yeah, that'd be me. That'd be me. <laughs> 610-720-7900.
Do you want to go to an? Oh no, you've got some really important stuff there. You want to you want to do some review there? We've got about four or five minutes. Sure, hmm. I I have a couple of interesting statistics and pieces of info that I've picked up um, studying to learn more about retirement income planning. Um, so the course material had some some interesting tidbits I wanted to share. So there was a, um, a study by the Employee Benefit Research Institute about retirement readiness. And the study found that out of households where the head of household is between the ages of 35 and 64, 40% of them were at risk of running out of money in retirement. And the average shortfall across all age categories is about $100,000. Um, when you talk about how you need and spend money in retirement, uh, the largest expense category for all age groups is housing. Now, most expenses decrease as you get older. So food, clothing, transportation, entertainment, you spend less on those as you get older. But there's one exception, and that's health care. Um, so as you might imagine, your health needs you know, increase as you get older, and the cost um, of health care needs actually tends to go up more than just a standard inflation rate. So that's something that's been interesting in, these, in my studies to learn about how to plan for inflation over uh, retirement. It's actually spending actually doesn't keep pace with inflation in general, and health care is the one area where it's an exception. Um, something else that was interesting, in 2017, there was a retirement income literacy survey done, and it was a 38-question quiz about retirement planning. 74% of the people who took the quiz failed it. The average score was 47% correct. Only 18% of women passed the re retirement income literacy survey, survey. 35% of men passed. Uh, respondents were overconfident about their retirement income planning knowledge because 61% thought they were very or extremely knowledgeable, but only 33% passed the quiz. <laughs> so 61% is like, yeah, I know a lot about retirement income planning. I'm good. And then they failed the quiz. Um, and let's see. One other thing that uh, that study found, that survey found, was that um, – People who work with a financial advisor and have a plan for retirement income feel more confident. Um, when you work with a financial advisor to plan, manage, and monitor your retirement income, it means that you can make coordinated decisions. So your Social Security timing, your tax efficiency strategies, how to use which assets to generate income, um, all of those things, if you have a professional help you, uh, coordinate them, they can work together in the most strategic way. And that planning also should include developing strategies for eliminating a retirement income shortfall. So when you identify that you might fall short, what are some ways we can prevent that or deal with that? Um, that might be something that you want some help to do. So, Hopefully well in advance. Yes, because you can do much more with more time to plan and adjust than if you wait until you're in the problem. So how would somebody identify that they might have a retirement problem? One of the ways we do that is by using Journey Guide. 
So that's a software program that we use where we can plug in all of your numbers, your spending, your income, your assets, and look at projecting how they will play out over years. And it has lots of sophisticated formulas in the background that take into account inflation, market performance, Social Security benefits possibly decreasing, all of those things Mm are calculated in the background and it will tell you your the likelihood that you can spend what you want to be able to spend in retirement and what your portfolio value would be at the end of your lifetime if you proceeded with this plan. And then you can compare scenarios and say, if I changed this, how does that affect the, the end result or change that? Fantastic. Yeah. So Fantastic. I thought those were interesting stats. Very, very interesting. And for lots of folks out there who are saying, yeah, I'm pretty confident. What would it hurt to sit with a financial advisor who's not going to charge you? There's no charge for a second opinion meeting at our MTM World Headquarters and just double check. And if indeed you are right on track, go forth and sin no more. (laughs) And if you're not, good, better to find out now. Yeah, really nasty to find out at age 81. You know what? 20 years ago, I should have done something different and I would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough time to find out. Voice of an Angel, that's Natalie Merchant. Uh, saying that we've got to take our first break. 610-720-7900. Alyssa's a little disappointed in you as an audience that no one called in the first segment. So she's hoping that right during this break, 610-720, someone will call and talk to Mr. Sunshine himself, Mr. John Elliott. He's very happy today. He's got donuts. Mm -hmm. And you'll be our first caller for this show. 610-720-7900. We'll take your calls, your emails after this. More than money. John's happy birthday song for me. Tomorrow's my birthday. Like Jean said earlier, I'm not real excited about it, but that was fun. Thank you, John. (laughs) Welcome back to More Than Money. I am your co-host, Alyssa Young. Um, Joining me in the studio is Gene Dickinson. He is not at his microphone at the moment, but he should be right back. Uh, So I would like to invite you to participate in our show. We haven't had any callers yet today, so you could be the first one. Pick up the phone and call. Call to ask your question. Dial 610-720-7900. John will answer. You can tell him what you want to talk about, and then he'll put you on the air. So if there's something on your mind, don't hesitate to call and ask Gene and I. Uh, you can send me an email to Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Or you can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, and you can click the Ask Gene button, and we'll get your question that way. So I invite you to be caller or emailer number one. And what's right there? The call. It's You got one? Yeah. Oh. Well, that, that's as far as I can tell. Oh. Mr. Oh. Sunshine was a little uh, slow in the draw. Maybe he's eating his donuts. Exactly. 
Um, in about 10 minutes, we will have Mark Belzac joining us to talk about some activity in the markets today and help us put it in perspective. But first, um, you have something you want to share before we pick I really up the phone? do. Okay. And, and, and as I have done a number of times in the past, um, we review the obituaries on a daily basis through the morning call, and we thank them for that service. Um, and what I have done in the past is highlighted a number of people where I, I just go, look, I'm, I'm, I'm either reading the obituary and it's really special, or as I have done with Alyssa so very many times, I've come out of my office and go, look at this. <laughs> this young lady just passed. She was 97 years old, but they have a picture of her and it just, oh my gosh, they're gorgeous. Or a young man who just mm-hmm. died at 94, 95, and maybe it was a picture from from his uh, muster out of, of World War II. Handsome, movie star handsome. I mean, the picture you just go, Alyssa actually said, I, I, I w- yeah, I would, I'd throw J- Zach's out. He's, <laughs> um, t- I'd take the 96-year-old. It, it, this I don't guy think was, I ever said that. <laughs> no, well, but you thought it. I mean, I was, I was reading. Trying to get me in trouble. I was reading the body language. You're looking at that guy. I was like, "Oh, that is a handsome guy." Oh, and just amazing. Uh, this story is um, along those lines, but with a little more, perhaps either sadness or joy in it. Uh, this past week, Richard Adler, who was 84, and his wife Diane Adler, age 77, passed away within two hours of each other. Wow. Uh, holding hands. Oh my gosh! In Lehigh Valley Hospital Center, surrounded by their family, they were married for fifty-seven years. And their, as the obituary says, their deep connection did not allow them to spend even one day on this earth mm. without each other. That, oh, oh. how sweet is that? That is beyond sweet. That is just. Ah, near miraculous, near miraculous. And our prayers go to the family and our prayers of thanks to the family for sharing in the obituary. Very often obituaries are just, you passed away, see ya. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was a small, very small insight into a love story that, goodness, I'd love to know more about that. that. 57 years together and left this earth hand in hand. Beautiful. Um, yeah, you got to you got to figure when they hit the gates. St. Peter had a big hug. <laughs> they had to be just uh, beyond joyous. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to Samantha. Samantha, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, this comes at a good time. Um, I left a, an employer few years ago and I kept checking the 401 and it was doing well even though I wasn't contributing um, and now they moved it to another institution millennial something and I don't know should I leave it there should I investigate what kind of company it is I don't know what to do with that well Samantha it certainly wouldn't hurt to take a look at what your 401k is invested in and how it's doing um, the plan administrator changing is Probably not a huge cause for concern, but would be more important is, uh, you know, the investments within the account and whether or not they have changed and making sure that they still match up with your objectives and your risk tolerance. 
Um, so, yep. you know, that's something that um, certainly we can even help you with if you have a statement and you want to um, bring it in and we can talk about um, what it looks like and how it fits your overall picture. Um, you do have options, as you may know. Um, you don't have to leave it there. If you have a new 401k plan with a, your new employer, you could move it to that plan. You could, Oh, I can. Yeah. That was my next question. Can I take it out of where it is now? You can. You ha- you could either put it into your new 401k if you have one, or you yes. can roll it into an IRA that would be managed outside of an employer plan and would have the same you know tax rules and everything. So you, you have more control over it that way if you want to take it out and put it into an account somewhere else as an IRA. Oh, perfect. Here I thought I would have to leave it where it is. Can I move it? Nope. You've um, got lots of options. A lot of folks don't realize how flexible... They really do. Um, the the a former four hundred one k really is in terms of leave it where it is, move it to a new four hundred one k plan, move it to an IRA. You've got lots of options. The key is to make sure that whatever option you pick fits you, does the best job for you. And again, as Alyssa mentioned, sitting with a financial advisor um, and and reviewing those options, uh, probably less than half an hour. Mm-hmm. and you'd have those options laid out for you, and then you just pick the one that best fits you. You all have helped us in the past, so you're wonderful, and no one should ever hesitate to use your guidance, ever. Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you so much. So Thank you. And so up to this point, I felt pretty confident, and then I said, oh, no, now that they moved it, and I expected them to after a certain time frame. Mm. Um, can I ask another I think quick question. Sure. Uh, I'm thinking of, you know, we're in our 50s and I'm thinking down the road is, well, I guess anytime it could happen. Long-term care, is there a certain age or a certain time frame that I should be looking at? God forbid one of us needs assisted living because it's so expensive. You are absolutely right. It is very expensive and having a long-term plan is really important. We have a wonderful partner, Mike Pompey, who helps our clients put together that long-term plan. Sometimes it's a family plan. Sometimes it's an insurance plan. Sometimes it's a legal document kind of a plan. But having a plan as to how you're going to face those uh, possible expenses is really important. And 50s is the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. That's the time you want to do it. You're old enough that whatever plans you make, they make good sense. But you're also young enough that if, for example, insurance is part of that plan, that the, uh, the rates could be quite, quite attractive. So having, again, a conversation, the first conversation would be about the 401k and your options. The second conversation with Mike would be about your long-term plan and your options. Mm -hmm. It's really important as you work with any advisors that you get significant uh, detail on the options, the choices you have to make, the pros and the cons, so that you can make the choice that's best best fits for you. Yes, thank you so much. And again, I want to tell anyone listening, we've used your office on numerous occasions for family members and never steered us wrong. It's always been the outcome that we expected based on decisions we made with your guidance. Oh, God bless you. You're very, very kind. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You you too. Stay warm. Hmm. Well, it's not terrible out there. It's, what, 20? Yeah, just... 20. Just close enough to... It's warmer than I thought it was going to be today. And the fact that 
it was cold enough to freeze your garage door yeah. closed. That was, <laughs> that's that that is what it is. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Samantha's very very kind. She has very very nice words. Um, the theme there is a really important one. In virtually every case where you have a financial concern, you have options. Samantha has options with her 401k. She is not a victim. She's not a innocent bystander. Hey, they're going to do whatever they do, and I have no control, no choices. The answer is that simply isn't the case. And understanding the options is the very first step Mm -hmm. in making the best possible decision for each individual. And I think, I'm a little prejudiced, I think that's one of the things we do best. I think our advisors do very, very well at making sure that um, we explore options. We had, I had uh, a client and his wife in this week, uh, Jim and Sharon, wonderful people. I've known Jim for years. I finally got to meet his wife. I understand why he keeps her away from <laughs> guys like me. She's wonderful and just fantastic. Um, and and they have a certain goal that they had um, um, kind of set up for themselves in terms of their retirement and had kind of an idea of what they needed to do. And within 15 or 20 minutes, I came up with, oh, I've lost track, five or six different options of how they could do what they wanted to do. All of which, my opinion, my opinion, all of which were better than the original idea, which is kind of what if you're if this isn't your world, the original idea made perfect sense, made perfect sense until you add. But what about taxes? Ooh, how about paying one hundred and fifty grand in taxes? We don't want to do that. Mm. How about losing all this capital? We don't want to do that either. Well, how about if we did this? Well, that's better. This might be. It's not important. They they may circle back and do the original choice, but they have to know the options and the pros and cons. 610-720-7900. Back to the phones. We talked to Chris. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Um, Yeah, quick question. I've been with my company 31 years. I'm 56 years old and have 401k um, and they also luckily offer a pension plan Uh, currently that lump sum payout is in the seven figures and i'm planning on retiring in the next one to three years i don't need to access uh, that money uh, probably for another five years Uh, my question is uh, if i take the lump sum can i can I roll it over into something that's tax free, tax free, and not not pay any penalties uh, in doing so? The easy answer is yes. Um, it, it it's done all the time. Uh, it's important, and and I've already I'm getting a sense that you you you've already got a, a pretty good handle on your. Uh, objectives and your cash flow and your time frames that's all really really useful to make the appropriate decision for you but the easy answer is you absolutely can do that you can take the lump sum you roll it into an IRA now you have complete control over both the investments and the time frames which for you sounds like you've you've already got a good handle on and having it inside the IRA, having it as a lump sum, opens up 
every option for you. It maintains your, your maximum financial flexibility. It really does put you in a position of you can turn things on, turn things off, turn them up, turn them down. You can acquire different types of investment platforms that you wouldn't be able to have if you took uh, the monthly pension uh, amount or if you left the lump sum as is. Um, so, yeah, um, I've made it a longer answer perhaps than it needed to be. But, Chris, the easy answer is you can uh, you can roll both the 401k and your pension lump sum, and then you're in complete control. That That's great. <clears throat> so I'm thinking that, obviously, the lump sum, you, you, you know, you hit the, the nail on the head. I'm, I'm in control. I'm not limited to a term amount of payments per month uh, until – myself or my wife passes and I still can maintain uh, the principal and, and take advantage of the interest and then you know my, my kids will um, get the principal once we go. Yeah that that's a really important key difference between lump sum and taking the pension. The pension says yeah your income goes through the roof but when you're gone it's gone. And for yeah. those of us that have families and aren't really interested in, ha- in making sure the pension company gets a lot of our money when we're gone, we want to make sure our family does. Having you in control allows you to make that exact choice and make sure that it happens. Sure. That's great. Thank you so much. Uh, our pleasure. God bless, Chris. Take care. 610-720-7900. Young lady, do you want to introduce our next guest? Absolutely. So the gentleman on the phone sits across from me in the office. He uh, is a wonderful resource to his colleagues and his clients. And he's also a bit of a comedian sometimes. (laughs) I would like to introduce you all to Mark Belsack, our our financial advisor with MTM. Good morning, Mark. Happy early birthday, Alyssa. Thank you. I would sing, but ratings would go down tremendously. We'd probably get fined. <laughs> That's you know, right. You it would can, be a nightmare. You can sing to me on Monday. Uh, you got it. Okay. I'll look forward to that. Thank you for calling in this morning. Uh, we thought it would be uh, interesting for our listeners to hear your perspective about some of the recent, maybe odd, events in the market. Um, was there uh, something that was in the news this week that um, was a little surprising, perhaps, you think? Well, first of all, good morning, Gene, also. Oh. <laughs> good morning, my friend. Oh, sorry, we forgot he was here. <laughs> no, it's, it's Alyssa's show today. Uh, you know, she gets the, she comes in with the birthday hat and the cake and, and all that good stuff. So. Um, yeah. You know, the interesting thing is every day there's been something new. Yes, uh, and this has really been going on for the last what thirteen months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 been consolidated over the last three or four months. And this is this is part of the challenge that we deal with as advisors. Is as I explained to to my clients, fundamentals really drive the long term performance of the markets. But fear and irrational behavior drives volatility, mm-hmm. and there's been plenty of that. Oh yes. Uh, the more uncertainty you have the more concern there is about what lies ahead. And that creates these mood swings that are in the marketplace. So whether it's, you know, we're currently going through earnings season and what does that mean? Uh, You know, Gene talked a little bit about uh, gas prices or oil prices. Um, You've got inflation. You've got what's happening to the economy. 
You've got what's happening from an immigration standpoint. You've got what's what's going on with wage growth. Stop me if you know I'm boring everybody mm-hmm. here. You've got what's happening from an immigration standpoint. You've got what's happening in Ukraine. And it's just when you add all these layers. Oh, wait, I forgot about COVID. And the Fed. Uh, when you've, and the Fed. <laughs> so when you've got all these layers, it creates this environment of uncertainty. And, and as I like to tell my clients, you can't quantify fear and irrational behavior. And so it makes this job incredibly challenging. Mm-hmm. So this week's been a big week, big week. This week and last week has been a big week for earnings. Uh, we first started off an earnings season with the financial sector reporting reasonably good reports. Uh, and then the last week or so has been the tech sector and also has been reasonably good reports. Except. Except. Facebook came out on Thursday and their numbers were terrible. And as much as I love Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> it was so terrible that he lost, you know, a huge amount of, of, net worth. Mm. Um, stock plummeted. It was down 26% on Thursday. It was uh, the, the largest one-day value drop in stock market history. And so you see this and you really start to panic about, is this some kind of a trend that we need to be aware of and, and that we should be fearful of? And what's your and answer to that question? Yeah, you, you say no, right? Why, 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 did, I, why did you look at that and say, don't panic, don't freak out? So I'm a glass half full guy, and it's very easy in this environment to get overwhelmed by all the negativity. And I just I listed off what 10, 12 different things that everyone can be fearful of. Mm-hmm. So although Facebook is it, it's something to be aware of, it is the seventh largest company via market cap. Is it still? It, it, it is as of uh, close of business on Friday. Okay. And if you look at if you look at the Nasdaq, it's still the fourth largest. So again, pretty compelling numbers. But if you take a deeper dive and you actually look at its representation within the respective indices, it's not. Okay. So where I would be a little bit more hesitant, a little bit more nervous, is if the big three Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft. If they had bad numbers, those three companies themselves represent about 30% of the NASDAQ. Facebook, by the way, only 4.76. And then if you take a look at the market capitalization as a whole, uh, those three companies are well over a trillion dollars. Apple and Microsoft are over two trillion. Apple coming close to three trillion. So that's a big representation in the broader index. Facebook's a measly, I joke, $677 billion. So it's big. <laughs> yeah. And it used to be much bigger. Things, mm-hmm. used to be much bigger. So here's the reality. So far, as of the close of business on Friday, and this is, this is the glass half full part, 56% of the companies in the S&P have reported so far, right? Mm-hmm. Of those companies that have reported, 76% of them have had positive earnings surprises. Hmm. Nice. Pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, right? That's a nice number, yeah. So when you take a look at those big companies that we talked about, the Amazons, Apples, and Microsofts, their numbers were extraordinary in a positive way. 
And so as much as it's easy to get bogged down by a single story, I try and focus on the bigger picture. And the reality is that companies still are figuring out how to make money in this environment. We talk about Facebook had the largest one-day value drop in stock market history. You know what you're not talking about? On Friday, Amazon had the largest single-day increase Hmm. in value, $191 billion. Wow. I but, like that. no one's talking about it. Yeah, I, I'd rather focus on that. So the reality is, is that although there is a lot of bad news, there's also a lot of good news. And so what I would ask uh, all of the listeners and what I would ask my clients to do is, is really take a, a, a non-biased approach to digesting the information you know, everyone's got their favorite shows to watch, and, every, you know, the reality is every network has their bi- biases. Biases? Biases. Mm-hmm. There you go. And um, I'm an advisor. I'm not a grammar expert. <laughs> uh, so take everything with a grain of salt. We've got a lot of really smart people as clients, a lot of really smart people that listen to the show. And digest all the information and and. and Make some, make some smart decisions on your own. The economy in the fourth quarter, GDP was up, what, Gene, 6.7%? Exactly. Is that right? Yes. Which is phenomenal. Great numbers. So it's telling me that businesses are figuring it out. Is the economy going to grow the same way that it's grown historically? No. But businesses are going to figure it out, and there's always going to be opportunity. You just need to do your due diligence and figure it out. So we've got lots of companies that have had great earnings reports. The economy is doing reasonably well. It's tough to get bogged down with all of this negativity. COVID is, you know, obviously in all of the headlines, there's lots of cases that are rampant. They're not talking about deaths and they're not talking about hospitalizations. We're going to get through this. And again, I'm choosing the half glass full mentality and not focusing on uh, these pieces of bad news, but try and focus on where the opportunity lies. It's true, though, right, that the market reacts more dramatically to bad news, the fear and irrational. Uh, No question about it. No question about it. And Mark's approach when you say, well, Mark, uh, glass half empty, that's a little Pollyanna-ish. It isn't. Uh, The facts are really quite clear. If you look at the S&P 500, it goes up eight out of every 10 years. So the folks who are going, I'm really scared. I'm really nervous. You're really nervous about an event that happens absolutely 20% of the time. And you're really discounting what happens 80% of the time. Mark, thank you so much. Fantastic insight. We're up against a hard break. We really appreciate it. We're going to drag you on many more times in the future, my friend. Thank you, Mark. Sounds great. All right. And happy birthday, Alyssa. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend. All right. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Listen live and send us your questions. We're going to answer your questions your comments, your observations, and lots more right after this on More Than Money. I don't know how you keep on giving
Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got Alyssa Young. You've got the team. It is a team. We are a team. Yes, sir. Super Bowl caliber team. Who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl? Uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> um, hey. Um, did you, did you that's hear? That's probably a pretty good bet, actually. Did you a, hear the halftime lineup? It's a pretty good lineup. Oh my goodness! Are you a happy? Girl? I'm having a dance party. That's yeah, my yeah. Bir- my uh, birthday celebration with my in laws. Um, next Sunday is during the Super Bowl. We're having dinner and birthday cake, and I requested a halftime show dance party. Wow! Yeah. Wow. I mean, you're. I, some people's birthdays are important, but. They celebrate with a Super Bowl just for your birthday. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thanks. Fantastic. Um, Cincinnati. I'm pulling for Cincinnati. Yeah, I couldn't care less they about They got a young the quarterback. The they got the, they got a rookie kicker who has won so many games for them. The kids get, he has to, either has ice water in his veins or he just doesn't understand what the hell's going on because <laughs> he just does not seem to respond to pressure. But – uh, welcome back. You've got more than money. If you'd like to join us, 610-720-7900. Send Alyssa emails, alyssa at askmtm.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A. Send me an email, gene at askmtm.com. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, and hit the Listen Live button and hit the Ask Gene button. We've got a couple emails in the queue, but before we do that, we go to the phones. We talk to Don. Don, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Very well, sir. How may we serve you? Well, I had spoken to you uh, last week about uh, me taking care of my disabled friend. Mm. And I was wondering if I could ask you a couple more questions. Uh, sure. Sure. Her uh, mom died last February. And I have a question. They did not take out any RMDs for 2021. She was 77 years old. Should the executor have done that or... I'm I'm a little confused. Yeah, the RMD needs to be taken out either by the estate, the executor, or by the recipient of the inherited IRA. So, yes, the answer, simple answer is yes. The her this person's mother um, should have had the final RMD taken out for 2021. Okay. Well, he he didn't. So I guess it's on her then. Uh, it, it's on whoever received the IRA if the executor did okay. not take it. All right. Okay. And uh, just another quick question for you. When it gets rolled over into an IRA, do they continue RMDs based on their mother's age or are there no longer RMDs? That's also confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. The rules changed a couple of years ago. So the, there was a time when they would be able to continue RMDs uh, either on the deceased lifetime or their own. It was referred to as a stretch IRA. It was a very, very useful technique, a tool. The IRS decided that they were impatient. They did not wish to wait for the taxes to be paid. So uh, a couple years back, I think January 1st of 2020, uh, the rule changed to a 10-year rule so whomever receives an inherited IRA has the, uh, the window of 10 years to remove the money from the IRA and pay whatever tax is due uh, upon its removal. So there's no required minimum distribution year by year. Uh, they are eligible to take all of it out immediately, 
all of it out at the end of 10 years or any pieces along the way that they wish, as long as by the end of the 10th year following the uh, the date of death of the decedent, that all of the money is out and has been declared taxable. When it's, when it's explained, it's pretty clear cut. Uh, well, it, when you do it every day, it, it's, it is pretty clear cut. Uh, <laughs> when you do it once in your lifetime, oh, yeah, your head can, your head can hurt. This this can be really confusing. Well, when you're trying to find Internet information, it, it is confusing. Oh, but without a doubt. It, yeah, without a doubt. The way you described it, it's very easy. Well, it is easy uh, once you're you're on the right track because the, the real risk, and we find this all day long on the Internet, because we're we're just like everybody else. We we use the internet as a tool, and you do a Google search for an unusual circumstance. And what I have found has really messed up a lot of folks is that they'll look, they'll find the first article, they'll uh, start applying the rules, and they don't realize that the article was posted on the internet in 2015, and it's seven years old, and right. the rules are completely different. And and they're quite convinced that they have the right rule, but it's been superseded because once something's on the internet, it's on forever, and it doesn't it doesn't drop off when it no longer applies. So not only do we have the advantage of of using the tools, we have the advantage of knowing which ones are no longer appropriate. As long as uh, you're talking about the IRS, probably anything longer than a year is probably not relevant. Oh, in many cases, you're absolutely right. And and at the very <laughs> least needs to be confirmed because it could very well have changed rather dramatically. Great. All right, well, I appreciate the information and I feel a lot better. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Have a good day. You too. God bless. 610-720-7900. Back to the phones we go with David. Oh, yeah, morning. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about short selling. Sure. Or uh, put options is another way they talk about it. Uh, if you know something bad is going to happen and uh, you invest early, uh, you can be in the right place when the disaster happens, right? Sure, sure. So, so when um, there was a book that was written right about the time of Katrina called uh, The Shock Doctrine. Mm-hmm. And it described a whole bunch of big policymakers who uh, basically invested in the downfall of New Orleans and Katrina. And uh, like uh, they, they basically were betting against America or they were betting against New Orleans so that they could go in there like uh, they call it vulture capitalism, mm-hmm. uh, vulture economics, sure. where you, you cause a thing to crash and then you buy up all the land of the school district cheap or you get the uh, Betsy DeVos, uh, former school uh, or education secretary, ended up with most of the, the parish school districts at the end of Katrina mm-hmm. uh, by being in the right place at the right time. Nancy Pelosi and, and her husband, sure. So now we're fast forward to your question. Well, right now, interest rates are incredibly cheap. Mm-hmm. In fact, the U.S. government can basically get bond issues for basically... Okay, zero. you're going to have to fast forward to your question. So the infrastructure bill, why in the world would the, the uh, Senate refuse to pass an infrastructure bill uh, in America when you could get at 0% interest all of these roads and bridges and sewers and 
all of the different uh, advantages to American property could be rebuilt at next to zero interest, is there a policy in the GOP right now to intentionally crash America so that they can get it cheap? Thank you so much for the question. Uh, well, the first issue in terms of in- infrastructure bills that come out of Congress are, are the first issue is infrastructure bills are not infrastructure bills. If they were able, if they were honorable, if they had integrity uh, to pass an infrastructure bill where 100 cents on the dollar or very close to it went to bridges, railroads and uh, infrastructure I think most people, Republicans included, would be very, very happy with that and uh, would have uh, little hesitancy. The infrastructure bill that we saw had something approaching 40 percent dedicated to infrastructure, and the rest of it was uh, pork and special projects and payoffs and other political junk, which over my lifetime, um, in the beginning of my political awareness, would have been considered so offensive that people would have been dragged out into the streets. And now it's considered to be hmm, just the way things mm-hmm. are. So that's number one. The second point, uh, equally important, is um, the monies that are being spent, they don't have. So when you talk about borrowing money at um, low interest rates, uh, the reality is that the money is going to be paid off currently at low interest rates. But over time, those interest rates appear that they will be rising. And even at 30 only, only 30 trillion of debt, if interest rates go up 1%, let's see, 10% would be 3 trillion, 1% would be 30 billion, no, 300 billion. So the, the carrying cost of that infrastructure bill would rise if interest rates go up 1%, and by the way, 10-year treasuries have risen over the last 12 months, hmm, 1%. If they go up 1%, the cost to the American public hitting the, the federal budget is an increase of $300 billion. So a, geez, we're, we're going to rebuild everything at low interest rates um, if indeed that were... Um, honorably approached or honorably enacted, perhaps we could uh, see our way clear to do that. The reality is uh, it's not honorable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, We're overpaying, under-receiving, and then it'll be financed uh, well into our children and grandchildren's lifetimes at higher and higher interest rates. If the Jimmy Carter era were to um, find its way back and with inflation rates at 40-year highs. Let's see, it goes back to, huh, the Jimmy Carter era. Yeah, then the uh, federal debt interest will not be 2 or 3%. It'll be 7 8 9%, and it will literally bury uh, the budget. The interest on the debt alone will be more than they will be able to spend on all the other programs combined. So there's the concern. Took us a while to get to the question, but it was an interesting question. And to be blunt, my answer was far more interesting. (laughs) 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. First of all, young lady, you got to hear this. Uh, Gentleman writes, very, very kind. Uh, You two are great. 
capital letters. Oh. Great on the radio. One show I really look forward to tuning into. Thank you. Uh, he says he's in his mid-50s, began a 401k seven years ago when some of his financial obligations uh, ended and he was able to contribute. He said, I know I am way behind in savings, even though I'm contributing 21% and the company adds 4% more. That's life and the choices I've made, I guess. What's more depressing is how it's losing money. Was up to 62, was up to 62,000 in November, now just over 60. Is that today's inflation? Uh, well, if you're down 2% or $2,000 off of 62 since November, you're doing really well. Uh, end of no, uh, end of January, depending on which market index you were looking at, if you look at the total stock market index, minus 14%. Let's see. 14% on 62000 would have been about eight or $9,000. Now, it has rebounded a bit, but still, it sounds to me like your investments are holding pretty well. Let me give you a little more encouragement. I'll go with my uh, my good friend Mark's uh, glass half full. Mm-hmm. I am the ever, uh, ever ready, cautious optimist uh, with him. Um, you are in your uh, 50s, uh, mid-50s. So let's just pick a number and say that you've got uh, 10 more years to retirement. I'm just picking a number. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are contributing 25%, we don't know what his comp is, so we don't know what that dollar amount is. Uh, I'm going to translate that into what the maximum 401k contribution could be. And do you know roughly what yeah, that is? Like 27000 27000 bucks, And that's his contribution. So if he's putting in 20% and his company's putting in another 4%, that would end up being about another $4,000 potentially, but let's just call it three. That makes so it a nice round. 30,000. Ah, 30,000, yeah. even numbers. <laughs> Saturdays. <laughs> um, so if you've got 10 years, you're going to be able to add potentially $300,000 to your retirement savings. So starting late, yeah, people have, oh gosh, a thousand reasons for starting late. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been a health issue, could have been a divorce issue, could have been a um, oh, bad luck bankruptcy issue. It could have been um, too many kids issue. It could have been <laughs> too much college issue. Could have been anything. <clears throat> That's okay. Uh, you've you've played the, the cards that you've been dealt, and now you've got to make the best hand that you can out of these cards. And being able to add 300000 over the next 10 years is a pretty good uh, end result, and that's not counting any current gains. So let's say he has 60000 currently. Let's say, just for the sake of argument, that it's going to, over the next 10 years, average 7%, just guessing. Mm-hmm. That's going to double, so that'll be $120,000. If he can add the full three hundred, that's 420000 The three hundred earns a little bit, it might gain another... What were, what were we at? 420. Mm-hmm. It might gain $80,000 in gains. You see where I'm going? Yeah. $500,000. Tons of folks retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, some would say, sadly, Social Security. And that's it. So if, if indeed you're at, at near uh, Social Security retirement age, 
and you've got a decent social security, we're going to pick a number, 2,500 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. That's not the max by any stretch, but 2,500, that's 30,000 a year. If you've got 500,000 and uh, you're pulling a reasonable return, some say 4% is a reasonable return. I say it's an easy math. Yes. 20,000 bucks. Yep. Uh, 20 plus 30 is 50,000 bucks a year retired. And gosh, you're still mid 60s young. You may decide to keep on cranking. So I really, first of all, thank you very much for the kind words. And I know Alyssa's carrying the weight. I get yeah. it. I know. It's the thing. But bottom line is that even though you got a bit of a late start, you could crank this thing. And cranking or not, you're going to end up being just fine. You'll make the right adjustments. And, of course, along the way, if you need more counsel, more guidance, all you do is ask. That sounds pretty good. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. You're staring at your phone. My email. Check in my email. Uh (laughs) Uh, Jim just sent me a very funny email that I won't share on air. Okay. But it's very, very good. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money, online.com. A gentleman writes, love your show. Thank you. Thank you for the good advice. My question has to do with trust. I understand the difference between living and testamentary trust, but I'm not clear on the advantages or disadvantages of each. Uh, Living and testamentary trusts are quite different in that a testamentary trust does not exist until you die. Living trust. They exist while you're alive. How about the, it's almost ironic that they would name it that. I wonder if they knew how coincidental that would be. Um, So setting up a living trust has the primary advantage of done properly. It avoids probate. That's the primary advantage. It does not avoid inheritance taxes. It does not avoid in, in income taxes. It is a uh, primary target is to avoid probate. That's the primary target. A testamentary trust uh, does not avoid probate, but it provides tremendous amounts of control if necessary. Mm-hmm. It is very common for a, a testamentary trust to be contingent. A testamentary trust is contingent. For example, I may have set up my uh, state documents 20 years ago and never updated them. Not true, of course, but maybe I did. And 20 years ago, I had children that were 13, 6, and 4. And so my testamentary trust would say, if at my passing my children are not yet the age of majority— or whatever my trust determines, say 25 or 30, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, then it goes into the trust and uh, it's managed until they reach that age. Well, sadly, no, actually, wonderfully. uh, I know some people get all goopy about birthdays, but I know that the only way to avoid the next birthday is to croak. And I'm not interested (laughs) in that. So I'm very happy that I'm still here going, "Ah, another year. my testamentary trust, if I had done that, not updated it, would not go into effect. Right. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, again, re- it depends. It depends on what your goal is. What are you trying to accomplish? Best to sit with an, an advisor that knows all of the options so they can narrow it down to the ones that may fit you 
do the pros and cons in about half an hour, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and then give you good guidance, keeping in mind that most financial advisors are not attorneys, which is why Keith Stroll is so valuable to our team. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Ed. Ed, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, sir. How many we serve you? Um, I, have a, I actually have two questions, but the first one, uh, uh, I don't understand. I have my money with a large brokerage firm. Now, I want to move money from my account. We're going to make accounts for my children. Uh, and then I'm going to move my money right to their accounts from my account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do not understand why the brokerage firm is requiring, um, let's say that I put it in writing, and that I have to get a medallion certification. Mm-hmm. And there's more than one sheet of paper. Um, well, yeah, uh, it's kind of beyond us as well. Um, the theory that we're operating under, did I do that right? Yes. Uh, the theory that we're operating under is that there has been uh, in recent, um, especially the last year or two, significantly increased scrutiny. You, you can read into that regulatory scrutiny by the financial authorities and they are holding the feet to the these guys' feet to the flames, and that they're just going, look, if if you're going to beat the crap out of us, uh, uh, we're we're going to make sure that we make our clients jump through hoops. And this whole medallion guarantee is a holdover from a hundred years ago when stockbrokers were held in high esteem and they were considered to be the creme de la creme and the credibility was off the chart and notaries were like, oh, please. Notaries are, are perfectly appropriate for all of these kind of guarantees, but the stock, you know, the, the industry wants to control uh, the actions of its clients, make you jump through hoops. It's very frustrating. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's a ton of paperwork. I'm going to blame about 70% of that on the government and overregulation and 30% on stockbrokers just wanting wanting to stay in control. Oh, well, I can't do anything about nope. it, that's for sure. Nope, you got to follow the rules. Yeah, one other question, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, what is the difference between the notary and the medallion? You probably just answered it, too. Yeah, a notary is is, is a, a very widely available. We have two or three in our office. Uh, they're available almost everywhere. And their uh, training and their assignment is to ensure that the person who is signing the document in their presence is exactly who they say it is. The, the medallion is, in theory, exactly the same thing, except it's only issued to... Uh, stock brokerages, some banks, um, but very few. Uh, and, and in almost every case, if a bank does have it, it's because they have their own brokerage like Wells Fargo, eh, uh, et cetera. So it is um, uh, the effect, the intent is exactly the same to make sure that the document that this the brokerage has in its hands is absolutely signed by the person that is purported to have signed it. Uh, it's just that n- notaries are easily available and s- medallions are a pain in the butt. Oh, yes, they are. Yep. Uh, um, 
If with the medallion, if a brokerage can issue, have a medallion and issue it, why can't my broker issue the medallion to me without me having to go to a separate uh, place like a bank? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really clear why they don't. Is it an online brokerage? No, no, this is one big guy. Yeah, one big guy. Um, <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm not clear about that. My, my apologies. I wish I had a good answer. I don't. No, no, no. That's okay. Right. Thank you very much for your help. I oh, my pleasure. It. Thank Goodbye. you, Ed. Yep, and good luck indeed. God bless. 610-720-7900. We're going to go to our heartbreak here momentarily. Tim is on hold. We're going to ask Tim to stay on hold. We have a couple emails or more in the queue, so we've got those to cover. But um, did you want to make an announcement about our upcoming Invest in You, just that we're full up and holy cow and let people sure. know we're really excited? Yeah, our RSVP deadline has passed because we had to place an order. Um, so it's too late to sign up to come. Um, but I'm thrilled to say that we have 48 people, <laughs> I believe, joining us on Thursday night um, at the MTM World Headquarters for our second quarterly Invest in You event, which is for women in the Lehigh Valley. And this time we are enjoying chocolate and wine pairings from local businesses. And we're going to make Valentine's to give to uh, residents at Graysdale, the Northampton County Nursing Home. I am really happy that so many people uh, have signed up to come and join us for this. And I um, hope that everyone will have a wonderful time. I'm looking forward to seeing so many people um, and also, I'm looking forward to the wine and chocolate. <laughs> ah, nothing wrong with that. Interesting. She arranges right around her birthday. Huh. It's around Valentine's uh, Day. Yeah, yeah, Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> that's the ticket. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with birthday. Yeah, okay. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. You can join Tim on hold. Uh, Gene at AskMTM.com, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Send us your questions. It's your questions, our answers, and we're going to make your life a little bit better by the end of the next half-hour segment. So join us. We'll take your calls after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host. You've got Alyssa Young, your financial advisor extraordinaire. It's so beautiful out there. I'm so glad we're inside. You are still bundled up. I have, uh, I'm down to uh, t-shirts because uh, it's warm in here. I disagree. Well, okay. Let's uh, just, uh, for, for those of you that have only listened to us on radio and not seen us, you, by the way, you should check out our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. You'll get a chance to see what we look like, you'll figure it out really quickly. Alyssa has no insulation whatsoever. Gene has plenty of insulation. <laughs> Although he has... A little less than a month ago. How about <laughs> it? How about it? Pretty pleased about that. Yeah. We're having a little uh, <clears throat> competition. A little friendly competition. Yeah, friendly, exactly. It actually is. Everyone oh, is oh, motivating yeah. each other and encouraging each other. Just want to get healthier and healthier. Yeah. So it's a fantastic thing. Mark... Uh, our guest in our uh, 845 segment was uh, 
uh, kind of the instigator, the uh, the originator of the competition. And um, I've thanked him half a dozen times mm-hmm. since the first month. We uh, we had our uh, check-in uh, yesterday. And yes. after the first month, I'm very happy, moving in a very positive direction. And more importantly, uh, boy, my the workouts, consistency of my workouts is dramatically better. And even the mornings that I get up and go, yeah, bullshit. I'm not doing that. I still go downstairs. Now I'll do at least part of a workout. I'll, I'll at least get. I'm putting on the sh- stuff, yeah. going downstairs, and that's the hardest part, oftentimes. Oh yeah, it's just getting mm-hmm. into the. Mm-hmm. And I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed. I, I understand lots of folks. Uh, we have a, a number of Planet Fitnesses around our office, yeah. and they got to get up. They got to drive. They got. They got to shovel. They got to see if their car can get out of their garage (laughs) Uh, and what i have to do is walk downstairs i have to walk first floor second floor downstairs mark made a comment yesterday that when we all go to the conference Mm. in april in salt lake city that we'll all be buff and hanging by the pool (laughs) i said is it nice in salt lake city in april probably not (laughs) well nice it'll be 51 But hey, if you're you're buff, you still want to hang out by the pool. (laughs) Uh, You guys have any of those uh, super duper outdoor heaters? (laughs) (laughs) 610-720-7900. We go to the phones and we talk to a very patient Tim. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Gene, and happy birthday, Alyssa. Thank you, Tim. (laughs) I called a few weeks ago about establishing a 529 program for college savings. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was asking about the limitations of how much you can put in. Now, Alyssa told me that you can take a tax deduction on the Pennsylvania state income tax of $15,000 per person. Am I correct so far? I think the, it, yes. if it, it's in that ballpark. Uh, in, in I'm uh, struggling to remember the exact number, but let's let's use that as the right number. So, yeah, you get a deduction. That's not a limitation on the amount you can put in. It's a limitation on your deduction. Okay, I understand that much. Now, when I establish this account, do I do it in one name or do I do it in husband and wife? Oh, very good. 529s are set up in one name, but you can name your wife, if you wish, as the contingent owner. So should you pass away, your wife would step right in as the actual owner of the account. It's just okay, like so another custodial account. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Tim, but even if it was a traditional custodial account, the rule with that is similar where it's one person to one, like one owner to one beneficiary, if you will, one custodian. Um, it wouldn't be a couple. It would be one of you. It's similar with the 529 plan. Okay. If I establish this account with $30,000, Will I get a $30,000 tax deduction on my state? Uh, yes. Or, the, just, or just fifteen? Are you filing joint? Well, yeah, we file taxes joint. Sure. Then, yeah. In one name. Yep. Then then you would get a $30,000 deduction because you're filing joint. Because more than okay. one person can contribute to a 529 plan. So even though there's one owner, um, more than one person can contribute. So it's a gift essentially from two of you. Each of you has a $15,000 limit on the tax deduction. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, God bless. Okay. Bye now. Bye. 610-720-7900. I'll remember to turn that in the future. That gives you a good visual. Okay. Um, 529s are fascinating 
opportunities. Um, they're one of the rare situations where Pennsylvania gives an advantage that the federal government does not. Mm-hmm. There is no tax deduction on a contribution to a 529 plan on your federal return. But as we just discussed, there is in Pennsylvania. There's not in every state. Um, one of the questions that comes up rather frequently is to get the contribution deduction on the Pennsylvania return, does it have to be a Pennsylvania 529 plan? And the answer is no. Mm. No, 529 plans come in dozens and dozens and dozens of different forms and varieties sponsored by predominantly by all the states, but there are other sponsorships as well. So you can do the research or work with a financial advisor to do the research and uh, select a plan that is um, uh, to your liking, to in your best interest, and whatever plan you select, as long as it's been a an approved 529 plan, your tax deduction on your Pennsylvania return is... Um, preserved and not i mean it's not incredible but let's be honest if if uh, tim's putting thirty thousand in he's going to get a tax savings of about a thousand bucks yeah that ain't nothing right it's no. serious money i mean that that might buy you know books half half a semester's books uh, i was actually talking about that subject with a client of mine who pays for grandchildren's um private school education. And we talked about the tax strategy of putting the money into a 529 and then using it from there because she would get that tax deduction on her state taxes. And then also if she puts in a little extra, it can grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's a couple benefits to putting it there first rather than paying directly, just writing a check directly to the school, mm-hmm. use the 529 plan Avenue and you save a little money on your taxes. 30,000, save a thousand bucks. Why not? Thousand bucks. Wine? Not, (laughs) did you just say wine? You're thinking about wine already. (laughs) Wine, not. So um, you'll enjoy this. I haven't tried it yet, but last night when I got home from work, um, my husband and my daughter were already kicking off the birthday weekend. They're very cute. They were decorating with things, and um, Zach picked up a pack of hard coffee drinks. So it's alcoholic beverages that also have coffee in them and they're in a can similar to the coke with coffee that we tried sure and you're supposed to serve them chilled so i'm gonna try one of those tonight i'll let you know how it is but that uh, made me when you said wine again it made me think of that when you say you'll let me know that would assume that i have not already partaken of hard lattes hard coffees hard espressos and i have oh I'm i should have known i am a big coffee fan <laughs> And uh, in our family, uh, uh, my son-in-law is an uh, expert, mm-hmm. uh, uh, coffee importer, roaster, blender, um, fantastic coffee. So when you add that to hmm, a little bit of a jolt, yeah, yeah that's something you got to explore. Yeah. Um, I, I will confess, I like the Coke with coffee better than I like the hard coffees. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Coke with coffee is really good. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Why don't we do one of these? Sure. I'll read an email we received this week, um, and we'll talk about it. It says, would it be better to take my full Social Security benefits now at age 68 and three months, which is $3,650 a month, or wait until I'm 70 when it would be $4,080 a month? I'm currently collecting 
$901 as I applied and deferred off my wife's Social Security. I have ample investments to cover my wife and myself till then, but would have to start drawing on those investments. Would take about $5,000 a month to cover expenses. We have combined IRAs of $1.2 million. Thanks for your help. Great show. Uh, you should have started with the last part. Start with great show. Just... <laughs> he wanted to save the best for last. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Icing on the cake. Ooh, mm-hmm. birthday cake. Um, or donuts. Uh-huh. Nazo nut. Nazo nut donuts. Nazo nut. Oh, that pumpkin filled. Holy cow. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> Saturday is my, uh, do the show, get some work done, run some errands, and head north out of Nazareth. That's my Saturday now because mm-hmm. the two of you have gotten me. It's uh, it's a little bit like heroin. A little <laughs> bit. It's, uh, I mean, the high is every bit as good. It's just not nasty. It's not addictive. You don't get, you know. It's like, cheaper also. It's, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do you know that? Um, I watch okay. movies. So let's, 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 uh, let's consider this gentleman has the option. Th- wonderfully, he has saved a substantial sum of money. So he has the capacity to bridge from 67 and... 68 and three months. Ah, okay. So, so, so he, a little less than two years. He's a little less than two years, and it, he's going to go from 3650 to 4080 So my first question to him would be, hey, how's your health? Mm-hmm. If the answer is, eh, it's fine, uh, then, you, then you should wait. Because the small amount that you're going to use to bridge for less than two years will be converted into a lifetime annuity that never goes away. Mm -hmm. And the larger income, now he's claiming on his wife's, he's getting a spousal. Right. That, That option, by the way, has gone by the boards that has now evaporated. He was grandfathered and he was able to do that. Most folks today would not be able to do that. He has already received a fair amount of money, um, and and that's that good for you. That's tactically that's exactly what you should have done. Uh, but if you can get from uh, now to the next two years, you're picking up a four hundred dollar a month lifetime annuity, guaranteed by full faith and all right, the government, everybody's. Shake your head Um, in exchange for the money that he's going to need to cover. I think it's a really good idea, a a, a very good idea, unless he says, ooh, my health's not good. Um, But the risk is fairly small, less than two years. Uh, And if he gets to the larger number and when he passes away, his wife gets uh, a higher survivor benefit. Right. So I think. uh, Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Uh, of course, that is subject to uh, correction and revision by Mr. Mark Basak. Uh, we defer. We defer. Always. Um, we defer taxes, and, and we defer to our experts. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. I had some very interesting emails about the earlier caller who wanted to spend the rest of our show... <laughs> whining and complaining about, about the something, infrastructure bill. about infrastructure bill and about nasty republicans and says, mm-hmm. oh please please you picked the wrong person 
burn you to the ground. <laughs> Six ones. Oh, wait, no, Ouch. come on. That guy, He's reading from a script. Come on. If he wanted to have an intelligent discussion, he would have to invite a friend because he's not going to be able to do it. And go up against me? Please. He's bringing a knife to a gunfight. That's wow. just bad. But um, our uh, loyal audience members, are they're very protective. <laughs> Some of them. We're way harsher than I'm being. Mm-hmm. Uh, going, that guy. Hey, that guy. I know that guy. Give, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> I know that guy. That guy has a reputation. Yeah, we'll take him down. Take him down. They're cheering for us. Yeah, apparently we did okay because a couple of the emails are nice. Um, we did get one that was a little surprised. I let him go as long as I did. But sometimes it's fun just to see what kind of crap these folks come up with 610-720-7900 we go to the phones we talk to steven steven good morning good morning gene happy birthday Alyssa. thank you so much i just had mine on the second oh happy birthday to you too all my relatives who have migrated south now love to call me up and ask me if i saw my shadow (laughs) 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 oh no (laughs) oh yeah yeah it never gets old (laughs) Um, I do have a question about, can you be the sole proprietor of more than one business at the same time? Certainly. Okay, so if, because my my cousins who have rental properties and are now pretty much bouncing around all over the United States from time to time, um, I think they have 12 at this point all because they got into a jam and couldn't afford to sell it and had to rent the first one. And it worked out so well, they just kept doing it. Mm -hmm. Sure. God bless them. Um, So I was wondering if I were to, from what my cousin, from what Lorraine tells me, I can actually claim my, if I were to do so, like a motor home as my primary residence and the home I used to live in that I would now rent as the rental property. As I understand the IRS rules, that is possible that an RV can be claimed as a principal residence. Yes, and I, and only because I would actually be doing that. I would, you know, I understand. Never have to shovel snow again. Yeah, <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah, very good, um, sir. What else can we help with? Well, what I'm wondering is, um, do I? What would I need to do? Can I do that as a sole proprietor? Should I do it as? Should I incorporate as far as like? Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is with any rental property, you have somebody else. If they slip and fall, you know, what kind of liability are you looking at? Yeah, uh, Stephen, it's a good question. And what most folks have done, your friend has uh, you know, sole proprietorships across the board. That's been very common. But in recent years, the LLCs are so inexpensive. Limited liability companies are so inexpensive to set up. And so inexpensive from an accounting standpoint to run, most in real estate investors, because of those potentials, have chosen to put each of their properties in an LLC. So you are insulating, you're creating silos of protection for every property that you might buy. Mm-hmm. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones we talked to. Skip. Skip, good morning. Now you're going to have to turn down your radio there, Skip. One, two, skip. 
Good uh, morning. Skip, good morning. What's your question for us? One, one second. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello? Yes. Skip, go right ahead. Uh, my question is I-bonds. I want to buy my great-grandchildren I-bonds, and my question is, uh, do I have to name their parents or someone else as a guardian if they are all under 18 years of age? Yes. The reason, pardon yes. Me, did you say yes? Yes. Okay. Now, when they become uh, old enough to go to college or get an education, mm -hmm. my understanding uh, is, and if I'm incorrect, please let me know, that the money can be used for education without income tax having to be paid on the capital gains. True. It's actually not capital gains. It's interest payments. I see. Okay. So then uh, do you know the details of how that has to be done? For example, if they go to Lehigh County Community College or or Northampton or Penn, uh, University of Pennsylvania or wherever, uh, does, it, it, does it include books and the, anything that has to do with their education? Yeah, the list of qualified educational expenses is really extensive. Tuition, room and board, books, lab fees. In many cases, if they're doing uh, travel for education, that's covered. So, Skip, there's really very little for you to be concerned about. Virtually every dollar that's connected to their education would allow them to qualify for this tax-free use of the I-bond interest. That is tremendous. Now, my question, Gene, is this. Who, who dispenses the money from the sale of the bonds? Let's just say they become 18. Is it their responsibility, or how does that? I just want to make sure it's protected for their education. Yeah, once they reach the age of majority, it's their responsibility. They report the interest. They report it on their uh, uh, federal income tax return, and they also report it as tax-free with offsetting educational expenses. Pretty easily done. Every professional tax preparer can do that kind of in their sleep. Okay. Now, my last question is your service as a professional advisor. Uh, I, my understanding, and again, I shouldn't even say that, but what, what uh, do, you, or do you base your fees on the amount of the, of the portfolio that you are in charge of? That is the general way that we work. It's not the only way we work. We have sometimes worked on retainers and occasionally worked on a per-hour basis. But 95 96% of our client relationships, yes, we are paid as a small percentage of the assets we manage. I see. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and, and uh, I appreciate it, and have a blessed day. Uh, you too. God bless you, sir. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Rudy. Rudy, good morning. Gene, good morning. Um, my question is to, I want you to explain to me about um, this Bobcat mine, mining machine, helium mining machine, whatever. What does it do and how does that work and what is that like? It's some, some kind of scam. What do you think about it? That's a fascinating question, Rudy. One right, of the best. I'm going to hang up and listen to you. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, fascinating question. Rudy poses one of the most interesting questions we have gotten in recent memory, and here's how I know that. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue about Bobcat mining equipment. Um, uh, Tim, the tool time. Tim, the tool man, Taylor. <clears throat> That's me. 
That's made tin toy. Now, if he's talking about chainsaws, like steel, that kind of stuff, I know a lot about that. Tractors, New Hollands, Kubotas, et cetera. I know a lot about that. Mining equipment. Don't know a whole lot, but um, Rudy, uh, we'll see what we can I, find. I, I and uh, tune in next week, and hopefully we'll have something intelligent to say. Um, but I always measure how wonderful a question may be on my ability to answer it. And if I can't answer it, it's got to be a great question. So we'll... Uh, Is he talking about this coin mine, like like a Bitcoin mining machine? I have no idea. Is that what it's called, Bobcat? Bobcat 300 Helium Miner. It's Wi-Fi router. I, I think... It oh, might, okay. Yeah. Um, what I know about uh, Bitcoin mining or cryptocurrency mining machines is relatively small, but still appropriate. Uh, there are... Um, a fair number of different varieties. Uh, they operate theoretically uh, 24-7. They draw tremendous amounts of electrical power. And the idea is that if you've got the right array and enough of them, that each machine theoretically could mine $20, dollars $30, not millions, not hundreds of thousands of dollars a day uh, uh, in terms of cryptocurrency. Uh, the whole mining process is a euphemism for they're just screwing around. Uh, it, they're conducting no valuable exercise whatsoever. They're providing no service of any kind. They're solving equations that Satoshi or whoever the moron was that set up Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever it is, uh, is, is kind of playing with mind games. And, and then they theoretically earn 25 or 30 bucks a day per machine. We have heard reports that there are these mining farms that are operating not one machine, but hundreds mm. or thousands of machines. So the theory is if you can only make 25 bucks a day per machine, uh, if you have 100 machines, you're making 2,500 a day. If you have 1,000, you're making 25,000. You get the idea. Um, the last uh, inter individual that had a farm of this type that I saw interviewed, his electric bill was ninety four, ninety five thousand a month. Whoa! So yeah, he's got to be making serious money. Um, the whole thing based on uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, you have heard me in the past say, number one, we are not involved. The regulators say that we can't uh, purvey any investment product that we are not 100% confident that we can explain completely. And there, I don't believe there's any person out there that can explain the smoke and mirrors that is cryptocurrency completely, even though uh, Rick Edelman, who's been around for years, now has literally walked away from his financial advisory company so he could be the head financial guy in cryptocurrency for the world. Um, clearly, he, he's either had... a an issue could be medication. We don't know. Um, or he knows something that, that uh, the rest of us do not. Uh, but bottom line is cryptocurrency. If you want to uh, buy a machine and try to make 25 bucks a day and have your electric bill go through the roof, I would simply get some grow lights and, and have marijuana. That's me. That's just me. I'm just I wasn't saying. expecting you to go there. <laughs> hey, if you're going to spend all that money on electricity, at least have a tangible product that people really want. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, happy birthday. Thank you. 
Uh, thank you so much to everybody who was part of our show today. Fantastic. Lots of phone calls today. Everybody, well, except for that one guy. But ha- absolutely everybody else. If we can help in any way, shape, or form, all you have to do is ask. You can send Alyssa an email, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Send me an email, Gene, G-E-N-E, Gene at askmtm.com. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. And uh, learn a tremendous amount, listen to lots of shows, and then give us a call, or you can go old school. Actually, make a phone call, 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. Folks, thanks for everything you do for us. You make us joyful. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you next time on More Than Money. <laughs>